this is Christine King, and I'm here with Dr. Nikki Newton. Yay! And today we are going to be talking about pedagogical structures, and we're answering the question, what are pedagogical structures? So let me give a brief overview, and then Dr. Nikki is going to grill me. So pedagogical structures are, drum roll please, <laughs> pedagogical, pedagogical structures are how we get students to access information. It involves actions, precise steps, and students doing something to interact with the information. So, for example, a pedagogical structure could be turn and talk because you want kids to turn to each other and talk about some specific information. That is the structure that you are um, asking kids to participate in. It has precise steps. It has precise actions. Um, I believe that teachers employ pedagogical structures all the time. However, they don't always know what it is that they're doing. They don't know if it's a research-based pedagogical structure. They may not even know it's a pedagogical structure. So for example, teachers lecture all the time, and that is a pedagogical structure. You stand in front of people and you talk. That's pretty much a pedagogical structure. <laughs> um, it's the way in which you are getting them to access the information. Now, pedagogical structures involved can involve certain categories, such as metacognitive thinking. There could be routines, their game structures, their engagement collaboration and or discourse structures, their student ownership structures or student autonomy structures. They're different pedagogical structures that can fit in different categories or bring to life more um, of these particular areas, as I mentioned. The metacognitive thinking, the routines, the games, the engagement collaboration discourse or student ownership or student autonomy. Now, I want to distinguish pedagogical structures from organizational structures and from thinking structures. So organizational structures are how teachers organize students to prepare them to access the information. So are you organizing them independently? That's an organizational structure. In partners, that's a different organizational structure. Small group, yet again, a different organizational structure. Guided group, a large group or a whole group. Those are different organizational structures. And you can apply your pedagogical structure on top of that. So for example, a pedagogical structure is rally coach. That's a pedagogical structure from Kagan. And Kagan talks about rally coach being two students working together generally. And one is guiding the other or telling the other what to do. So that's a partnership structure and the pedagogical structure is rally coach. Has a clear routine, precise actions, and it's how you get the students to access the information. Now, once again, pedagogical structures are different from organizational structures and also different from thinking structures. Thinking structures are how we get students to show and document their thinking. So a thinking structure might be something concrete where they're building something. It could be oral where they're verbalizing. It could be non-linguistic where they're making a drawing or a diagram or they're using hand gestures. It could be physical movement where they're moving from one place to another to show you what they're thinking. Or they could be making... Um, a right angle with their arm and that could involve physical movement. It could also be a written um, 
structure in some particular way. So, but once again, those are different than pedagogical structures and organizational structures and thinking structures. And I think teachers need to really expand their pedagogical toolkit to involve structures that will promote engagement, will promote discourse, will promote um, scholar ownership or student ownership of learning. What do you think, Dr. Nikki? No, I think it's quite fascinating, everything that you're talking about. And my brain is just kind of moving. Um, I think that it's real, the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about this is Haiti. And so I think, or Hattie, I said, whatever, I don't know, Haiti, Hattie, whatever. It's Hattie. <laughs> so I, I think it's really important um, to, I agree that oftentimes teachers don't necessarily know the structures that they're using. And if we don't know what we're using, then we don't know if what we're using is necessarily good or necessarily bad or if it by good and bad I mean does how much does it improve student achievement and so I think of what Hattie says I mean he obviously talks about much more than pedagogical structures but he does include those so I think it's really important and quite interesting for schools to begin to think about what are the pedagogical structures that we use in our school and what is their effect size if they're thinking about moving student improving student achievement I think that that would be something that could definitely inform the day-to-day. Yes. So for example, a good place people can look for some clear pedagogical structures are Kagan structures. So mm-hmm. you're kaganonline.com and you can look at Kagan structures, structures or look up total participation techniques. Um, and they also clearly outline structures for engagement. One of my favorite structures that they utilize are um, true-false holdups, mm-hmm. where pretty much... I apply a collaborative structure to the true-false hold-up structures. Kids mm-hmm. would have um, a card and one side would say true, the other side would say false. Usually I just use index cards that are red and green. Um, red is uh, false and true is green. And pretty much I will pose a problem, present a question to them, some in- information for them to evaluate. It could be something as simple as in the lower grades, something as uh, 7 plus 5 equaling um, seven plus seven. So they could look at that and say, if that's true or false, how do they prove it? How can they convince someone else? They have a little bit of a debate with each other. They come to consensus with their partner. And then when the teacher says true, false holdups, then they hold up what they believe it to be. And then you can have a larger discussion and even getting to something like two arguments after that. But the structure itself is called true, false holdups. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually believe that if teachers improved their pedagogical structures and their choices of pedagogical structures, that we could improve instruction. If teachers clearly think consistently about the pedagogical structures and employ pedagogical structures that involve student discourse, that involve students having to evaluate information in a structured format so they know what's expected of them, I think you can actually improve teaching opposed to just randomly saying, okay, I'm going to do a small group and you don't know what structure you're applying to that small group. No, no, no. I totally agree. I think that it, there's definite, um, there's definite benefits of being aware of these structures and intentionally planning for them. Okay. So any final thoughts? No. I mean, when are we going to write the book? (laughs) (laughs) 
my final thought. I, I think that's it's, the book. It's in the process. It's in the process. It, it legitimately is in the process. But you can find some more information at seekingeducation.com when you go under the um, the on the teacher resources, you can find more information about the pedagogical structures. And we have a sampling of some pedagogical structures right there for you to look at and try out. So thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for having me. <laughs>